A few weeks ago, we received a message from a guy, a shift head in Winnipeg named Jim. And Jim made a comment to us about being a bailiff, about being the repo man, if you will. And uh, that got us really curious. So I asked Ryan, I said, uh, I said, you guys got to grab Jim's info. Let's reach out. I want to have a conversation with this guy. And um, turns out he's not big and mean after all. Um, he's a really nice guy. Jim Wilcox is here. He's a bailiff. He's in Winnipeg. And, um, and you're not big and mean, although some people might think that with your job. How, did, how does this go for you, Jim? Welcome to The Shift. Well, thank you very much. Well, you know, to start with, uh, as I mentioned before, when I called in a couple of weeks ago, I was originally a manor of Randy River Clothing Store. And, it, and, it's, and it's funny because this just happened before Sunday shopping started, before I left my profession selling clothes. And it all started by asking, I had a part-time fellow working for me by the name of Jason. And he was leaving the store. He asked to leave 10 minutes earlier. And I asked him why. And simply by asking him that one question, it changed my life. So I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going to go serve a court document. I go, what do you mean you're going to go serve a court document? He says, I work for this process serving company. The guy doesn't want to work at night. I'm going to go out. I'm going to serve a document. I go, really? Yeah, he says, I just got to give the person a document. I get $30 for it. Now you got to remember, this is in 1991. So mm. $30, 1991, good money. So I, I said to him, so what happens uh, if you serve two? He says, well, if I serve two, I make 60. If I serve 10, I make 300. And if you serve 10 in this enclosed area, I, I can do this an hour, hour and a half. I go, well, that's pretty good money. Needless to say, I quit. I had a friend that I had a friend that was a lawyer and he had uh, six offices in six different malls in the city. And they tried me out and I found out that I found my niche. That's cool. What was really cool is the very first serve I had, it was based on uh, a couple, just to give you, there's a lot of stories between process serving and, and doing repo work, uh, a couple in their 60s, for example, my very first serve, I have to go serve a fella, uh, the couple has been together for a couple of years, she, apparently she went out and she went and bought furniture, $30,000 from my end furniture store, this relationship fell apart, she moved out, he kept the furniture, she created a statement to claim, he gave me the statement of claim to go serve. And I have to tell you, it's my first serve, so I'm nervous, right? It just so happened mm -hmm. to be the only house on the block that has the mailbox on the fence, not on the house. As I roll up and I have a picture of him, there he's checking his mail. I come up to him and I serve him. I walk back to my vehicle and I hear this unusual, unusual noise, like a motor starting up in the garage. And I turn around and I look. He ran back into the garage. He came out running with the chainsaw going, I thought he was coming after me or my vehicle, right? He went back into the house, and I was curious, so I hopped the oh, fence, no. looked in the window. Yes, oh no, the dining room table. In half. In half, the chairs. I wasn't going to stick around to see what else, but I got back to my vehicle, and I said, I am sold. This is the job for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay, I don't know, it's so a little now, more now, thrilling. Not all serves are like this. Come on. But I'll tell you what. Every day when you're serving court documents, just based on that, and after doing this for 32 years, I can tell you stories and stories and stories around the campfire. A lot of it I couldn't mention on the radio. Um, I'm sure one day when I when I retire, and I never plan to retire because if I do, I'll probably be on my deathbed because when you enjoy – doing your job as much as I do, this doesn't feel like work. And I feel like I haven't really worked in 32 years. Right. That's cool. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an amazing job because from from the year one till today, in 15 minutes, my whole day can change the unexpected and the and challenges that you face. Um, whether you're serving documents for the government or you're serving documents for the banks or the credit union, you're sometimes private people, you you try to help them out. Customer ratio of 70% is always happy with you. For example, if you're if you're serving, and I don't do family that much anymore, but when you're serving divorce documents, for example, there's always somebody that either wants their divorce or don't want their divorce. And when you do the job for the client, well, the client's happy and the person that you're serving wants their divorce, they're happy. So you have a 100% ratio. Sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah, it's a little more of a surprise, I yeah, suppose. A little bit more of a surprise. And there's nothing more challenging than when you're looking for somebody for any particular reason. And you're speaking to them on the phone and then they challenge you and you say, you'll never find me. And that's where the adventure comes in. Mm. Oh, I bet. I can only imagine. I, I, I do have to ask you to share one of those stories. But before we do that, um, do, do you ever feel like, because there's somebody's going to be happy, right? You're serving somebody, the needs of somebody. Uh, you, you're providing that service to serve their needs. But sometimes it might feel backwards, right? That the wrong person is is getting served here. Does that ever get tangled up for you where the, maybe the, per, the the negative experience is where you personally connect to more so than, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's, and there's a few examples. Uh, if I'm doing a, what, what do you do when you're doing a foreclosure on, on somebody and they're going to lose their home? And, and it isn't because they're not making contact with the bank or the credit union or they they're they're not trying to invade something but there's hard life circumstances where the wife has a job and the husband has a job and and but they're not quite making ends meet and you're literally saying well you've got to be out of your home in 30 or 60 days or uh, like bailiff can't come in and physically throw you out so my job is to ask you to leave uh, or to reconnect with the bank if, if there's other reasons where you can make good on it. And if you don't leave the home, then what happens? The sheriff's get involved in. Or when you're happy to repo a home from somebody that you went to school with. Ah, uh, that right? would suck. Oh, it, it sucks. sucks really bad because, you know, I have a heart. I have emotions. I have empathy. I know how people feel. But uh, I went to school with this person. Uh, they were in nursing. They bent over. They blew out their back so bad that they'll never be able to really function again normally and definitely not in your job and you got to take away their home yeah that's that's sad right um sometimes there's situations where people are leaving their or losing their home or uh because of sickness mm -hmm. you know and, and and that's it's it's hard to take but in that same note there's always uh, it, it it hurts to see people suffer, but and then then I'll get hired from uh, let's say let's just call them John Q Public, and they're the ones that'll call you and they they they'll hire you and they say I want this person served. Now it could be just because you're being served, it doesn't necessarily mean you're in the wrong, right? There are people out there yep. that might file a claim against you where a claim shouldn't be filed. Um, uh, there's, there's there's a lot of situations, lots of situations. Yeah, don't you can't assume too much, I suppose. Well, I, w I wouldn't, um, because you never know. You're not you're not the judge in this scenario. You're just doing the service. Uh, Jim Wallox is here. He's helping us understand what is it like to be a bailiff. He's in Winnipeg, and so wild stories. I gotta ask. You gotta share. Can you share a couple? Like, I mean, a guy taking a chainsaw and cutting the furniture that his ex-wife is trying to claim from him in the house. I mean, that's that's pretty good. But there must be some crazy, surprising, wild stories that that even you can't believe today. Yeah, um, I've walked into buildings where they maybe haven't been unlocked, where 
I've, I've walked into chop shops accidentally. Uh, I've walked into, I've dealt with um, small gangs, medium gangs, professional gangs, motorcycle clubs. Um, I've had, I've had knives. I've been attacked 13 times with a knife, never been cut. Once with machete, never been cut, uh, shot in the chest with a, actually an air pistol. And I had a ball bearing lodged into my rib uh, in Saskatchewan in a farmyard. And then, this is funny because when you're going out the farmyards, the old farmyards, they have all the trees and the bushes around them to block the wind. So, you know, you, no one sees you drive in. No one's going to see you drive out. So you can never really tell what the situation is going to be. In this one particular case, we had a farmer that in, in Saskatchewan that had uh, amusement rides and he didn't have any insurance and a child fell out of a Ferris wheel and damage to the spleen and he had no insurance. So literally the farmer's losing the farm. Wow. Right. Walking back to my vehicle, I always take, when you're always on the road, you always take uh, a change of clothes because, you know, it's safer to be yeah, safer to be safe than sorry. And uh, I was wearing shorts and it was a warm summer day, looked down on my leg. And I felt like my, re my right leg was flushed. I looked down and my leg soaked in blood and I couldn't understand why, but I got hit with a bullet or bull and arrow because I never heard anything. I've been a stray bullet. It was just granged on the inside of my leg. Kind of missed Jim and the twins and uh, oh, my lucky boy. stars. And you go on from there. But it's the it's the air pistol to the chest that affected me the most because I walked into a house in, in our center, in our core area. And, uh, a lady opened up the door. Uh, it was a gang member house. And so there's somebody sitting down the hallway in a kitchen table, pointed a gun right at me. He fired it off, and I was wearing winter clothes, thank goodness. It went through all my clothing and hit me in the rib. Six weeks it took me to not be afraid. And after six weeks, I probably would have sought to get some type of help, or I would have probably just been out of the business. And you love it, though. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the part. I'm like, come on, Jim. No, no. Like, and, no and, and, and through time, things have changed, right? first year that we wear body cams and even our police officers in Winnipeg don't wear body cams we do yeah. because uh it holds us to a, a different standard because I can't do anything that I shouldn't be doing because it's on video if I ever have to use it if I have to have somebody that I'm serving and they say they're not them I can at least go back to the client to say hey this is the person I was talking to are these the right people uh I've had the video camera almost now for 10 months it saved my bacon from two very serious accusations against me, and uh, which the video proved that uh, the accusations are false. Um, uh, COVID, for example, when COVID started three, was it three years ago? Nobody knew what the job was gonna detail. Are we gonna be in work, out of work? I know the banks weren't really pressuring because of COVID times when it came to uh, credit lines or repossessing of the homes, everything was held back. And I was just wondering where business is gonna go. However, when it came to serving court documents, businesses tripled. Now, this is the perfect scenario. COVID has started. It came here in March. I got it two months before it came here because I was in Vancouver for overnight. So I was the first one to experience it. The first person in Manitoba to die of COVID was my wife's friend. So we had the reality check on it right away. And now, because we are considered essential workers, I have to go and serve court documents and everybody's afraid of being within a hundred feet of anybody, right? 
so everybody that I practically served wore masks. I wore masks. But the perfect scenario was gas was cheap. Nobody was on the streets. Everybody was yeah. home. It was amazing. Yeah, because everyone's at home. Yeah. Do you worry, though, about some of these bad guys, you know, knowing you? Or are you able to be work in that kind, respectable way that uh, alleviates that? They realize you're just doing your job. I mean, doesn't that carry over and cause you some grief as a bailiff? You know what? You can go in as a bailiff. And we have bailiffs here in the city that are very aggressive and they start off aggressive. They use the F-bomb. In my personal opinion, that's the wrong way. I have never really had any trouble um, serving anybody at any level because I can show them respect. And my approach is how, even though this isn't a good situation that I'm at the door, but how can I make this better for you in some way? Right. I don't go along the grain of being aggressive because whatever you dish out, you're going to get back. I do my very best and I'm pretty good at what I do when it comes to reading people. And I can tell you right now, appearance is nothing. It doesn't matter how rough and tough or how big you look or how many tattoos you have. There's a soul and a spirit under the ins inside that body. And if you can find a way to reach out to them and treat it, it's amazing how much respect you'll get back. I, I can go into uh, a local store. Obviously, as I uh, might have mentioned to you, that I go into all the prison, prisons uh, in, in the province closer to the city. Um, and, I, and I meet all types. I was in a line one time at Superstore, and I can see this fella approaching me. And I went, okay, here we go. Right? He recognizes me, and I sort of think I recognize him. And I know it's somebody that I've had to deal with with my job. I go, what's going to happen? He took his hand out of his pocket because he had his hand when he was walking. And he went out and he wanted to shake my hand. He said, I just wanted to thank you very much. He said, you served me when I was in prison. And the whole two years I was there, you're the only one that ever gave me any respect. Wow. What a difference that must make um, for everybody to think that they come from that. Uh, these are fascinating stories and I absolutely love it. And um, it's crazy to think there. I realize we're, I, we're going to draw to a close here, Jim, but there's, I think we can do this for a really long time. So I do look forward to having more conversation um, and digging is, into this sure. again. But what do you, what do you say? Um, I mean, what I hear in this is I hear a real lesson for how we treat each other, not just, hey, by the way, here's your documents. What do you say to all the people, your take of the world today, uh, empathy, understanding, lack of judgment, respect, all those pieces that you talk about? We, can, we don't have to be a bailiff to learn from this lesson. So w what do you say to everybody about the world today and the things you've learned in this job? First of all, bad things happen to good people. Don't break communication when communication is needed, especially with the banks. No bank, no credit union wants to take away your car. Nobody wants to take away your home. They'd rather work with you. I'm out there because communication has been broken. When it comes to repoing a vehicle, it isn't even so much of finding the vehicle. And my, my ratio for finding vehicles, I'm proud to say, is 100%. What I prefer to do is to be able to not take that vehicle, reestablish connection with the financial institutions, let them work with you and you can keep your vehicle and you can move on there. Don't judge people. That's that's the main thing. And truly treat people the way you want to be treated. You'll get much further ahead in life. 
It's good advice. Uh, Jim Willox is a bailiff. He's in Winnipeg, and uh, he's also a shift head. So thank you for being a shift head and listening to the show. Thank you, Jim, for contributing to the show and uh, and sharing your story with us. I, I truly appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.